Hello, and welcome to the Future Proof Podcast. This is a monthly podcast where we chat about stuff we've been working on and anything cool we're planning. I'm Melissa Avery Weir. And I'm Gregory Avery Weir. And you played in a bit of fun recently. Yeah, uh, so I think last month we talked about how Melissa was running a role-playing game um, on Twitch mm-hmm. on our friend Other Doc's channel called Still Waters Run Deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's using our cool improvisational role-playing system, Rosette Diceless. Yep, which we've been writing a lot of articles about. Yeah, um, there's a lot of supplemental material at rosetterpg.com. Yep. That's just all sorts of extra stuff and, and like both new stuff that you can add to your game and also more in-depth ideas behind our intentions when making the system yeah ways you can you can think about building characters or approaching gameplay um, especially long-running games so this game was that lissa was running uh was in two parts it it was originally going to be a one shot but it just proved just circumstances in the way that the players and the story worked out ended up going long Mm -hmm. and so it got split up and we had a player who was unfortunately unable to make it to the second session, mm-hmm. not due to not wanting to, just yeah. just uh, yeah, scheduling issues. It was the person who played uh, the cop mm-hmm. in the first episode. And so I dropped in as an understudy Yay. and played a, oh, uh, <laughs> a school teacher who is also from a, from a good family, capital G, capital F, yes. and was very, very much a southern polite but incredibly rude person yes it was it was cutting (laughs) but uh the story was interesting um there are a few things that worked out in a way that was just i don't know if i should reveal it yeah i don't i think we can kind of talk in very vague terms but folks who who want to listen will still get something out of it yeah so when i was um planning the story you know i had to come up with names and places and um and I wanted it to be regionally appropriate. And I live in the South. Um, and this takes place in, I don't think the state was clear. But I did it's, not specify the it's, state. It's in a, in a it's an ish place in the, in the South. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely pinning off of Georgia or Alabama or one of the kind of deep South states. Um, and so I named it based on some things here in North Carolina, which are very common family names. The old plantation and some, yeah. of, the, some of the old families involved. Exactly. Um, and as we were... Coming to the end of this, and this was, um, this was set in 1971, so there were a whole lot of factors going on culturally mm-hmm. um, with, you know, the setting being a little weird and, and, and things like that. But as we got to the end, um, and we, we sort of, it all sort of came together. Um, the, the way things turned out, it ended up being that we set into motion certain events that actually happened in historical reality. Yes, yes. Like, things that Melissa could never have planned uh ended up being oh yeah well our characters did this and that could have easily resulted in this thing that happened in 1973 that used this specific name exactly um like tiny tiny example is you know i picked 1971 because throw a dart Mm -hmm. at the wall um and it and i wanted um the person who who is our chemist or lab tech to be really interested in lab safety Mm mm-hmm and it turns out that 1971 was the first year that OSHA was existing. Yeah, which and is the, the American like occupational safety 
safety uh, hazard department. something or other. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was able to kind of give this person a, a quirk of like a day one OSHA fan, I think. Yeah. Um, and so there was things like that where I didn't specifically pick names and, and dates to fit historical events. Um, but it all just fell together in a way that just had us cackling at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll definitely post, um, uh, we'll embed both parts of that um, or a playlist I think we have uh, to to set that up so you can watch it. It's, you know, a few hours long, but um, if you watch Giant Bomb Quick Looks, you'll survive <laughs> this. And we're uh, intending to offer to run this for other folks. Uh, we'll be sending out emails. And also, if you are interested and hear this, feel free to contact us for, for running this or another mm-hmm. scenario. And one of the things that I was struck by was, as I was watching and then later playing, is how differently it would run when I run it, yep. um, I think it ran great. Like, it's, I don't have criticisms or you did this, this wrong. Yeah. But, like, thinking about, like, it was horror, but it was a very kind of sedate and yes. person-focused horror. Yes. And There was no chasing involved. Right. <laughs> it was just kind of like, oh, uh, periodically people would die. And yes. we were like, what the hell is going on? Right. And I think that when I run it, it will be a little more... Uh, a little more, not not running around, but visceral. Yeah, yeah. Possibly literally. So that's not the only thing you've, only piece of writing <laughs> you've done that uh, that has been future proof related lately. Yeah, and um, I guess sort of speaking of strange horror, um, I've been doing the bulk of the narrative writing for the next Headless Swarm job um, for Exploit Zero Day. Um, and I'm, I'm getting to write as my favorite character, which I'm pretty sure I mentioned last month, um, Colonel Pop, <laughs> <laughs> um, who is our sort of elder statesman of a sort, quirky elder statesman. Yes, maybe maybe a grizzled veteran more yes. than elder statesman. Yes, um, but he's attending a, a cryptocurrency, not actually cryptocurrency conference, um, and ends up in a, in a spot of trouble. Um, and it's been interesting. It's one of the things about writing for Exploit Zero Day is it's kind of hard to get into a flow because a lot of what I'm writing are things that, about the length of an email. Yeah, they're little chunks. They're little chunks. And so um, it's NaNoWriMo month, mm-hmm. which is NaNoWriMo, the nano I guess. In, the nano in NaNoWriMo does not refer to <laughs> small pieces of fiction. Exactly. And so, you know, there's I follow a lot of people who are doing this more actively, uh, doing NaNoWriMo more actively, um, and certainly remember my own writings in the month. And it's not the kind of writing that's that's conducive to getting in a flow. Like, I can't just sit and write 3,000 words. Um, right. For one, there aren't 3,000 words in this, in this particular bit of plot. Um, but also it's all chunked up and there's puzzles in it, like, like word puzzles hidden in it. And I have to write in character and extended bits. Um, so it's weird. Um, it's, it's proving difficult, uh, to kind of get back in the flow, but it is fun to get to never use a shift key because kernel <laughs> pop, um, I have to forget to use apostrophe sometimes. Um, well, I haven't actually read any of it yet. But I look forward to it. I've got as one of my tasks this sprint to test the first bit of writing. So I'm looking forward to taking a look (laughs) at it. Hopefully you won't have gotten everything completely wrong. Yes, I hope not. I think I asked enough questions. That's been tricky, you know, coming back to this after several months of not doing it. It's like, okay, we put put fairly abbreviated notes here. Like, 
what what exactly were we intending? What did we think this puzzle would be? So on and so forth. Yeah. We're, we're getting the hang of it. We are. We are. So something we've been starting recently is a series of weekly or roughly weekly mm-hmm. live streams of video games, let's plays, Twitch streams, yeah. whatever whatever they're called these days. And uh, we've been picking, trying to pick short games that can mm-hmm. be finished in one or two sessions. And uh, it's been fun and interesting. We've gotten yeah. folks dropping in to, to chat about stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's been very cool. Yeah, we've played... Uh, so I played A Bird Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also played Tacoma. Yes. Which I loved. I think Tacoma is a really good game. Watching uh, it for another time made me like it even more. Holy crap. Uh, such a great game. Uh, you, on the other hand, have played a weird-ass game. Yeah, I, I played... Was the only game I played Beckett? Quite possibly. So Beckett is a weird uh, boy. Beckett, like the author. Yeah, it's an unpleasant game to play. It's It's, I mean mechanically from the stuff you're doing it's basically a i don't know graphic adventure game you walk around and talk to people yeah, click um, on things yeah yeah but the uh the the art style is sort of a cut and paste um serial killer <laughs> yeah like people are represented by images like little cockroaches or uh clam shells their voices are all foley of some sort sound effects so yeah. beckett's is just coughing so whenever whenever Beckett's talking, it's just like <laughs> so weird. And it's a it's a noir detective story mm-hmm. um, where you're looking for a missing person, but it's also sort of does some um, William S. Burroughs or um, Philip K. Dick style like reality bending, yeah, where you're maybe mentally ill or maybe don't exist or maybe reality itself is being bent you're definitely in a city where at least as far as the narration is concerned people like wear live insects as jewelry yeah um there's there's a hospital you go to that has some medical atrocities being performed it's weird it it was super strange it was one of those games where i don't think we realized how many content warnings we needed to put on the stream originally yeah i mean we 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 looked at it we're like it's probably fine we'll put some content warnings it's fine yeah yeah um but but then we kept being like oh hey i hope you don't have an issue with bugs or or well all sorts of things medical we don't want to have to content warning this podcast uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's there was a bunch of stuff i don't think that i mean no one seemed to have a no one mentioned having an issue with it yeah if so they um, just kind of quietly left and i think our i think our general tone that we adopted pretty quickly was was enough to to warn people about it yeah but uh yeah it's been it's been fun like kind of having that regular schedule of things like that to do um i'm often sort of leaving what game i play in your hands greg because i'm kind of like i have a list of games uh which one of these is short enough and i don't you know i'm not gonna yeah, go I've, I've got a pretty in, both encyclopedic memory for these this sort of thing and also like an eye like yeah. a uh i can look at a game pretty quickly and be like oh yeah yeah that'll be photogenic enough and short enough yeah. and stuff and the game I'm playing almost certainly Sunday is going to be mm-hmm. something that's much more, you know, pleasant and less unsettling than Beckett. It's a game called Paratopic, <laughs> which I think which is as soon that's as, yeah, that's absolutely a lie. I think as soon as Melissa <laughs> looked at the first seconds of video, they audibly made a sound of disgust at the 
at the creepy swimming face of a of a character in the trailer. Yeah, there's there's too few pixels in the faces. Yeah, it's very clearly inspired by Doom. Quake or, or Quake like Quake era yeah. graphics yeah. of people with very low polygon outlines, but also like that creepy distortion <laughs> of textures that happens in, in yeah. with for various mathematical reasons in early 3D games. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and uh, when you say Sunday, you mean the Sunday after this podcast comes out. So, oh, yes, so, yes. So listeners, you will be able to go after hearing this if you hear it relatively soon. Yep. So you can find us and all of our stuff at futureproofgames.com. We only exist there. Uh, yeah. All of our souls are there as well. <laughs> We're over on uh, Twitter at Play Future Proof and on Facebook as Future Proof Games. And if you want to check out our previous streams, they're mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, yep. If you just search for Future Proof Games, you'll find them. And then we stream on our individual Twitch streams. So Avery MD and Gregory Avery Weir. Yep. We'll, we'll link that in our show yeah. notes too. If you've got any questions or comments for us, uh, you can give it, send them to us on our blog, on social media. You can write us at info at futureproofgames.com if you want a more private conversation. Our theme music is Juparo by Broke for Free, which is available under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license.